You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's all worth it's treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday 
Talk Radio with the best host in the biz. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7 the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know that I'm excited about being here. Looking forward to carrying on a conversation with you that uh, deals with the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. It is important that we stay on top of things and be engaged in conversations that are going to make sure that we are part of the solution and not part of the problem. Uh, I was challenged uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, to find some stories uh, that had a positive flavor, and Kathy is constantly challenging me, and I did that today. I, I ran across a story uh, that I thought was just uh, heartfelt. Uh, a young lady from Edenville it was uh, chosen as the boys club, uh, the girls and boys club member of the year. And she is um, presently going to start her college career at South Florida. Uh, She's the first member of her family uh, to go to college. 
and uh, she wants to become a neurosurgeon. And it was just so exciting to listen to her on the video talk about how committed she was to the Boys and Girls Club. And um, it was just truly amazing uh, to look at this bright uh, young lady who seemingly has all the tools that are needed to reach success. And uh, um Danzel was on the show with her, presented her with roses, and um, Danzel was also a member of the Boys and Girls Club, and so he's truly committed to it as well. And it just lets you know that there are some young people out there who are doing the kinds of things that they can make us proud, and we need to give them as much play as we give the others who upset us. And so it's just such a nice thing to recognize and to see that we have young people who are out there who are committing themselves uh, to good grades, committing themselves to be a positive force in the community, and who are looking to uh, be the first person in their families to do things in order to birth break uh, the circle of life related to their family. So now she says after being the first uh, to be uh, go to college, all of her siblings are now committed to going to college as well. And that's the kind of thing we need. We need, a, we need families by families committed to doing the right thing. And so, Cheryl, when we see young people like this young lady, doing everything she can and is and being helped, she earns thousand dollars in scholarship. And so those are the kinds of things that just make us proud to know that there's some young people out there uh just who are stepping up and being counted. Good evening and how everyone's doing this evening. Um that's so inspiring. Um, I didn't see, I didn't have a video in my um, email, but um, just to hear what you're saying, you know, she inspires family members to let them know, you know, even if they doubted it, they know now that it's possible. And it's such, like I said, it's such inspiring story because, you know, for whatever reason, she did it for herself and accomplished it. She had family members watching her and saying, you know, I want that too. I would like to, you know, to graduate um, from college, go to college and graduate from college as well. So, yeah, that is, that's a very inspiring story. And, you know, just like you mentioned, family by family, and if we can within our family because, you know, we always talk about it starts at home, you know, and then it branches out. And what we learn in the foundation of home takes us a long way. So um, I take my hat off to her, you know, and any of those other, you know, stories um, that are similar to this one as well. Because, yeah, we do. We do need to talk about 
people who have done and accomplished things and have made the difference. And we have to know and make sure that these people uh, not only are put in a position by their parents, but put in a position uh, by our communities, uh, by our cities and our states to make us proud of them and to help put their names out there so they encourage other people to do the same thing. Gee, a lot of times uh, we get so caught up in the stories uh, that are um, – unpleasant, that we don't see these these people who are just making uh, changes and doing the first things in their families uh, that's still amazing to see that we still have families who have not yet sent anybody to college, and that that's what we need to be committed to. Uh, good evening, everybody. And, uh, James, you know, you're right. Uh, I'm going to commend Ms. Kathy for uh, being diligent in trying to convey the idea that uh, we need to also be a part of the solution. Uh, like you say, James, it's easy to get caught up in what, what the negative is and, uh, and, and to get caught up in uh, trying to make people aware of what's going on in the world, and a lot of it is negative. But uh, it's also it's just as important for us to be to be part of the solution, and then and the uh, the solution is the positive message, um, you know. And and so when we talk about uh, people that are making the difference, the difference makers, uh, that is inspiring. Uh, sometimes uh, we. Uh, don't want to get caught up in being old fogey and not recognizing uh, the good and the positive impact that young people are actually making. Ms. Captain speaks about that all the time. Um, demographically, um, I don't see a lot of improvement in my area, but that doesn't mean that it's not happening. And, and then to go further with that doesn't mean that uh, we should not try to encourage uh, our young people to be a difference maker, uh, to break away from the mold, to break away from the norm, uh, to dare to be different, break away. Uh, I think that's a that's an important message <laughs> to dare to break away and to um, be the one in your family to um, to break the norm. You know, a lot of people uh, think they have to go along with traditional family uh, beliefs and to continue family practices of not doing much or not doing enough. And I think it's important to let them know that you can reinvent your family's attitude. You can be the one to start a new idea in your family to where your kids and their kids can be uh, the the new uh, attitude about how to do things. So, uh, yes, it's good to encourage. It's, it's good to 
be positive and stay positive. Uh, I know myself, I have to find time to uh, do self-maintenance and not to get caught up in uh, all of the negative uh, new feed that's going on. So, yeah, we, uh, it's, it's, our, it's our own personal duty to do the things that we need to do to survive in today's time. Thank you. You know, and it's so encouraging. You know, there used to be a time when the boys club, uh, the 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 name of the organization was just boys club, and a lot of people had a problem with it being changed to the boys and girls club. But we need to take to highlight all the boys and girls in the community to encourage all of them uh, to be national leaders. And here this young lady from Edenville, which is one of the oldest townships in our country, had chosen uh, to be the light uh, for her family. And now instead of her family thinking that college is not attainable, they're going to seek to do the same thing uh, that their sister has done. So this is just truly outstanding how we are able to look at what this young lady has done and look at the opportunity uh, for her to make a difference. Cheryl? You're so correct because, um, you know, other family members probably did not know you know, they've heard story to see it so closely within the family. It does make a difference because they have the opportunity to watch her. They have the opportunity to see the things that she is doing and accomplishing personally. And that means it's not as far-fetched, you know, just seeing other people doing it. When you have a family member, you know, that's, there and that's doing it, you know, it makes a difference whether we believe it or not. It really does, you know, and with her accomplishing this, I mean, she has set a pattern, made an impact on her family. She has did a lot of things just in the midst of trying to do something for herself, you know, and that's why we say we never know who's watching us and doing positive things, then we see people falling behind us as boys with positive things and, you know, the vice versa. So that's why we should not want to put out negativeness within our household because that's the results that we usually get in the long run, something negative. But, um, you know, this is truly um, remarkable. And just as she, I'm pretty sure many others have done this. So this is this is really a wonderful story and something really good to talk about, you know, because we talk about so many things that's not accomplished. But to be able to choose, you know, a video, a topic, something that that people, somebody is doing something. And that's what we want to know, that they are doers out here and not just, you know, negativeness all the time out here. Um, Reverend Smith, what are your thoughts about recognizing and seeing 
that we have organizations that are still committed uh, to young people and highlighting the positive things that young people are doing uh, to make a difference in their small communities. Well, James, I think it's great that if we do have those type of organizations out there, what if they have any kind of pool or anything else, they need to get all of this kind of information and um, stuff like this out to the news medias so other young people can see positive uh, aspects of life. Uh, all our children actually see now is negative aspects, and it's very bad for for them because they don't think that no, none of them can do anything constructive, and uh, they could be as constructive as they really want to, but they don't feel like it's going to amount to anything. That's where we are we are letting down on the fact that. We don't allow, uh, we have not come to the point yet where we can where we can command like some of these uh, white establishments, and I don't want to bring it in like that, but it is true that they, they can command and the white uh, press and media will go out and film them and do whatever they need to do and put it on the news if it's only for 30 seconds or, or two minutes. We have to come to the point where we can command that also. And the only way we're going to be able to command that at this particular point in time is if we got some name recognition. Unfortunately, it, uh, it takes name recognition to get this kind of stuff out there. And, and that's sad. That's sad when you look at the story that we saw on television yesterday where this young boy went out and quote, unquote, gave all of his birthday money to buy this black guy a bike when the guy said somebody had stole his. Now, (laughs) I'm not going to comment on that. I think it was wonderful. Okay, so I'll leave it at that. But they didn't, I mean, their parents or somebody else called the news media, and the news media was right on it. There are a lot of our children and other children out there of of other ethnicities that are doing wonderful things. But we need name recognition. We have to have the best of name recognition. And most of the time we are finding that a lot of our name-recognized people are not putting not stepping out. They'll do it on certain occasions, but it's not a one-time or two-time thing. You must be totally committed to this in order for it to work out the way that we need it to work out. Not only just for the black kids, but for all kids, anybody, anybody really should be able to get that name recognition. But most of the time now when you see name recognition or someone uh, doing something very outstanding and so that the children can see the role modeling in them it's usually from the other side and that's very unfortunate when a lot of our people are still doing a lot of good things uh joyce it is uh important uh that we seek to get uh the publicity for our kids who are doing what is necessary to be a positive part 
of the community. Uh, so often uh, we are just uh, committed to bringing uh, news about the horrible things, but there are people out there, young people out there, who are making it happen. Uh, I was listening today or heard somebody talk about today uh, that education is re- is really changing, and there are people out there taking advantage of all kinds of opportunities where they're now bringing the AA degree uh, to the high school level. And so we got kids who are out there who are taking college-level courses in uh, high school and who are being very committed to their education, but we're always talking about the person who can't read. Well, that means that we need to flip it and we need to do a reversal role. Just like we spoke on yesterday, we need to start doing some things that for us, we need to start stepping up and only one person can make the difference by just those little things. So we don't have to wait on the news media to, to, to recognize. We can start sending stories to the news news media and make sure that they put them on. We, we, you know what I mean? We can, we can push for more than what we're getting, but we got to make sure that we take the effort. And we don't need to, to wait and let another person of color, that, that, a, a white person, to, to spotlight a black person. You know, we should be able to spotlight each other and put it out there and then be able to share it so it can be a positiveness, you know. My thing is is that the way that we use this video and these cameras with our phones, we should do our own story. We can be, everybody can be a news reporter if you want it to be. I used to be a news reporter, but to these young people, they got it going on. They know how to whip this technology, and they need to start reinventing things. They need to be creative enough to do that. So that's where we come in as an adult to start giving them the encouragement. Let me see you put a uh, two-minute video together and tell me what you think about blank, blank, blank. And we start stretching them, making them think. So uh, I hate that uh, our athletes, our uh, people of of actors and whatever, we should have so many of these hometowns from where you come from with with organizations, inner city activities with your name on it to show, you know, and give these kids hope, you know. If I can come out of here and make it, and so can you, have those programs available. So uh, it's just so much that we just really need to retrain ourselves now to look at stuff as to what we can do. And those little things, just those little things, and we need to start spotlighting. So when they bring, every time they show us a negative, we need to show them two or three times the positive as to what is going on. And that can flip the switch because it starts making us think differently, too. Uh, you're right. We, we always see the badness most of the time instead of the goodness. So we, as a people, we can change that, and we have to start making that happen. Thank you. And, and sometimes we are so quick uh, to point our fingers at the negative impact that some young people are having on our society. Uh, But we have some people whose parents are making sure their sons are behaving properly or making sure their children, their daughters are behaving properly and uh, who are keeping their parents up or going to school and are really focusing on their education 
other and their service to community. We have to have young people who are serving the community uh, to show examples to not only to themselves and to their siblings, but to other young African-Americans that they can do the right thing and be proud of it. You know, so many of our kids uh, or a portion of our kids seem to think it's, they don't want to be the nerd. But if you are the nerd and you're making good grades, we should be proud of you, uh, Cheryl. You're so right. Um, and what is nerd? Um, you know, we put labels on um, on each other because they think it's not popular. But to be smart is very popular. And sometimes it has a way of getting to our people where, you know, they don't want to be, they don't want to be labeled so they won't do their best. And that's why, you know, just like Joyce said, you know, we have to be there to encourage them. We have to be there to push them to, because we know what they're capable of. And just like you say, these young people today are so smart, so creative. And if they have the backing and the support of the adults, I mean, imagine what we would have in our next generation. But we as an adult, we have to be there more for them. We have to be there physically. We have to be there mentally. You know, we have to be where we are reachable, touchable, listen, and be able to support them with, you know, if it takes finance, whatever um, it takes to be able to do that. And, I mean, even in a community, I know that people are willing to give to children when they know what they are doing or trying to accomplish. And that means laptops, um, computers, um anything to help them with their skills, they're willing to do that. They're even willing to sponsor somebody in a dance, you know, dance, and they're willing to sponsor somebody, you know, in different creative things. So those avenues are limitless, and we have to go out here as adults and solicit those things, help that we need to get our young people to where they actually can go and not let their all their potential fall by the wayside because we think we don't have, but we do. We as a community, we are waiting to do things for these young people. I mean, write whoever you need to write. You know, talk to whoever you need to talk to. Get on Facebook, you know, use social media. Somebody is willing to do something to help them to get to where they need to go. And we have to use those vehicles uh, to, you know, the new vehicles like GoFundMe page and introduce people to these young people who are doing what they're supposed to and, and so that we can be proud of these young people. It just blows me away. You know, we talk about you're always born in the right time and the right place. But I tell you, I kind of envy these young people because I remember when I was at Jones High School and, we didn't have calculus. I, I took uh, um, Algebra three and I took Chemistry, 
And now these kids are able to take college courses while they're in high school, dual enrollment courses. They're able to come out of high school and get um, an AA degree before they even leave the 12th grade. And I'm just astounded, and I would have loved to have had some of the opportunities that these kids have. So we need to be encouraging uh, black and uh, uh, and kids of color to be taking advantage of these courses. And, um, you know, these courses are free while you're in high school. And so, you know, don't be sick back and take those easy courses. Take the kind of courses that challenge you and that you're going to get a benefit down the road. Uh, when I left uh, high school, I had no college credit. And some of these young people now are leaving high school with 12 hours of college credit. And that's what we should be encouraging all our kids to do is to put um, dollars in their pockets even before they get to college so that they don't have to, to be forced to spend all of this money and get all of these loans. And so we know our kids are capable, but they just need to be encouraged. Andre? Well, terrific Tuesday to everyone, and I agree with that 100% uh, completely, totally in support of us being um, a part of our young people's future. Um, a lot of times it's about exposure, and it is our responsibility to make sure that we are helping them to understand what's available out there and sharing what the impact, impact will be. Uh, because you have to remember now when you're in high school, too, you may hear certain things, but you don't understand the full impact of it. So um, that's where we come in as a village and make sure that we're helping them not only to understand the potential that they have, but the opportunities that's there and how to maximize that. You know, and there's nothing that they need to be afraid of. You know, the Girls and Boys Club is a a a good fit in our communities to encourage our kids to do some outstanding things. And certainly we need all, all these different schools to support these kids and not help them not be afraid. Cause a lot of times when families are the first generation, their children are the first generation to go to college. Not only are the children intimidated, but the parents are intimidated as well, Reverend Smith. So we need people outside of the family to encourage these families that don't, uh, that are not um, aware of what their children can actually expire to. Are you there, Reverend Smith? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. Once again, old age, just, just chalk it up to the head. Anyway, um, yeah, you're right. I, I, I was talking about that with my barber today. About um, He was telling me about some guy had told him years ago that um, how you going to teach your son or help your son with his schoolwork when you don't know nothing yourself, you know, and this is a truism. It's a it's a very good truism. Even if you don't have the college, even if you don't have the college education or educational experiences, 
you 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 still have a a wealth of life experience to give to your children. You still have that wealth of life experience to give to your children. When I was a pastor, the one thing that I did do every Sunday, I always got my young people together, see how they were doing in school. I always did that. I wanted to know. I'm one of those pastors that even bought computers and and, and laptops and uh, iPads for their for their for their for their uh, uh, students. I really did. And and I'm gonna tell you how sorry the parents are because sometimes not all of them, but most of them, I, every for every A you got, I would give you five dollars for every A every time your report card came out. Do you not know after about two sessions and I have to keep begging them to give me their report card? Uh, uh, where's your report card? I know it's time for it. And the parents said, oh, I said, well, where's your child? Where, where's the report card? Where's Alicia's? Or where's this? Oh, oh, I, I forgot about it. But I don't. And, you know, this are the, these are the kind of things that if, if someone else is trying, someone else is trying so hard, to make your child uh, 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 um, um, w- worthy of, of being something. You know, you should be making them feel good about themselves also. And so it got to the point where nobody was bringing a, a report card or nothing like that. So I just stopped giving them uh, $5 for every eight. But I was still, just find someone, how's your schooling? Well, I need this, I need that. I would give it to them. I didn't get it from the church. I would give it to them out of my pocket because the church really couldn't afford it. And I, I didn't feel like I wanted to take it from the church anyway. God had blessed me. So if I could not be a blessing to somebody else, I can't take nothing I got with me, nothing. So I was helping them out. And it, it, we have to get to a point to realize as long as you are being taken care of by God, God said, I will always take care of you. If I take care of the sparrows out there, I'm going to take care of you. So we've got to come to that point. And the lot of the parents are the biggest blame in some of this stuff that we are dealing with here now. I taught my children. I taught them. And, 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 and a lot of times I didn't have that. When my daughter, my last daughter, graduated from college, I did have my master's of business administration. I had that then. But before that, I just told them, don't come home crying to me about none of this foolishness. Because if you're sitting up in a classroom and they're teaching the other students, what make, why can't you learn what the other students are learning or be better or do the best that you can? Not that I'm angry with you. I just want you to do the best that you can and stop whining and whimpering about this color or that color and wind up. My daughter's graduated summa cum laude and all this stuff, even in college. You don't allow the children to to manipulate themselves through their life in their upbringing. You've got to help them, like I've heard Cheryl and and Kathy and all of the Lady Joyce and all of them. Well, you've got to you've got to be the catalyst. You've got to be somebody. And I was the mother and father. But my wife died in 1996. 
So you've got to help those kids. You've got to make sure that they themselves will find that right road because you know we were kids ourselves. And a lot of us try to act like we weren't ever kids. But we were kids. Our thoughts and our minds were always jumping from one to the other or something else. Somebody have to keep pulling them back. And that's where sometimes if the parents are not totally into it, that's where a good pastor will keep pulling those kids back through the unction of the Holy Spirit. You keep pulling them back from stepping out. And that's what that's where we are letting down at. And and I think it's just sad. It's not always what it says to take the village to raise a child. And 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 we need to think about that kind of stuff when but I don't know. I don't know. The answer to me is everybody needs to do a little something something. And stop being so caught up on your own two dollars. Those two dollars you can't take them nowhere with you. As long as your bills are paid and God is blessing you, bless somebody else. Thank you, Jay. And you're so right. We have to seek and find a way to be an intricate part of the lives of the kids who are out there really trying to make something happen. And we have to encourage those who are not there yet, let them know that they can be as successful as they want to be uh, without going and doing things uh, that are going to ruin their future. I was so mm-hmm. proud to see this uh, black female get this national award from the Boys and Girls Club and know that she had gotten $60,000 worth of um, uh, scholarship and awards. And uh, that people like um, Danzel Washington, were very interested and committed to letting her know that she was truly special. Our girls and boys need to know that they can do, they can make a difference. And so many of these colleges out here are prepared and ready to play a major role in these kids' lives. And we have to show them that the most positive direction is not the one that's the easiest, but the one that you can commit yourself to. So, Cheryl, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Joyce, we, we cannot take our eye off the fact that we have to remain involved in these young people's lives. Uh, well, that's true. We we have to do that. Also, I would like to see the uh, the colleges, the, the black colleges, uh, uh, we need to step up and support them because they are fading by the wayside. Because uh, they are they are they are gathering all the top athletes, you know, and now our top athletes are black guys. They used to come from uh, 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 Jackson State, uh, Tougaloo, and all those other places. Uh, those you know, ATASM or whatever those black Bramlin. I can't even name them now. And, it, and it's a shame Bramlin. because. That's where our talent was, and now they accumulating on on other universities, and we can barely just open. So you know, we we given up so much, and we too easily give up to be a part of when we were the supreme and supremacy, and we really don't know how well we had it. You see, we used to do community service, and it started at the church. 
the church got involved and gave us responsibilities, what we need to do in the community. We don't do that anymore. So we got to get involved, and we really, the church need to come alive like we were when I was growing, growing up. And my thing is, if you don't go to church, you don't go nowhere for the rest of the week, you know, and you got to have your homework. So we got to really hold ourselves accountable. We got to hold our kids accountable. We got to hold the community accountable. We got to get involved. We really need to step it up. We really do. It's too often that we look at some of these uh, young people as lost too early, Andre. Uh, One or two mistakes as a team, and we kind of wash our hands with them. And we have to know that there's too much to lose, uh, and we have to use and help the ones that are really doing what they're supposed to to shine so that others will gravitate toward what they're doing. You're exactly right. And while all of us have and and make mistakes even now, um, we have to look beyond that because, again, what they are capable of in the future is just unlimited. But we have to make sure that we um, provide the confidence in them, uh, discipline them, yes, and, again, let them identify what's what's went wrong, why it went wrong, and while it's unacceptable to go that path again. But then you build them back up and recognize that, hey, You've gifted. The Lord has blessed you. You are favored. You have these capabilities, but um, we know that there's power in the tongue, and then let us just make sure that we are encouraging and identifying what is it that's unique and special about that one person, because all of us have a special gift that has been um, instilled in us from our very before we was even born. So let us help each other to understand that we have so many positive things. I did share with you, James, um, a link where uh, the entire um, legal system, if you would, is uh, ran by black women, uh, the uh, suburb of Atlanta. I mean, you're talking about from the judge all the way down, and it's a beautiful thing. I did see that, and I'm going to make sure that all of us get it so that we can talk about that as well. But one of the things um, that I really uh, have to be thankful for, and um, the historical black colleges are are working hard to to reestablish themselves as a mecca for black students. And I'm not just saying that all students should try to go to historical black colleges because all of us need different experiences so we can bring those experiences to the table. But I am was so thankful for South Carolina State and what it did for me and the opportunity it gave me, uh, the education that it gave me allowed me to to uh, provide food and shelter for not only myself, but for my daughter as well, and it's continuing to give me benefits. Education is a opportunity to care for yourself and the ones you love, and so that's the thing that we have to get in these young people's heads, uh, Cheryl, is that education provides you an opportunity to make your life uh, a much better. 
And that's what we got to encourage our young people. Don't be afraid to jump out there and test the water and try. Because when you try, a lot of times there's success. And then a lot of times you be creative of making things happen for you. And we got to let them know they got that creativeness. Every kid got it. They really do. They got it, but we got to help them bring it out. So a lot of times that might not be the right path, you know, but you have another path that you can go where this path is for you. And then no path is hard. It's easy, you see. So that's why if we see that a a, a child is good at a different type of skill set and there's a vocation out there or there's something out there that can specialize them to get them where they need to be instead of going the, the, the book work, we need to encourage them to go that route also. That's why you got a lot of geniuses out there who never have touched schooling, but they are they're good at what they do because someone showed them what their talent was. They decided to jump out there and experiment. A lot of your musicians are a pure example of that. Then you got actors who just decided to forego too. But uh, education is key. Don't get me wrong because it's the key to unlock everything, the most things. Thank you. And Reverend Smith, we have to be conscious of the fact that all children don't learn in the same fashion, are not interested in the same thing. And so sometimes we need to encourage people to go outside the box when searching for the career they're interested in or what it is that makes them feel good about themselves. You're so right, James. You can't, if a kid don't, uh, don't all kids and all people are not, go, are not college material, okay? But there are areas of this life, technology and all of those things, that we can go into. And the kids can really, they are so God-blessed and good at this technology. I mean, it's like secondary to them. So we should be encouraging them to go into these technological areas. Um, And and we all know as teachers uh, that there's three different kinds of learning, you know, three different modalities. And and, and we need to really get to the point where we can get these children to to come to one of those. Which one do you have? do you do you like a touch or feel or whatever see you know whatever your situation is so that that person can put themselves in a position in this classroom or wherever that they can get or uh, be involved in in the modality in the model that they really want to be involved in we're losing children because a lot of them cannot go to college a lot of them but they can do technological stuff, and they can do a Jim Brown good, too. Because every one of you right now, when you get ready to get something done a lot of times, you can't do it. But you can call a, a child or a grandchild or somebody, and they can, man, they run you through that stuff so fast. Oh, slow down, slow down, you know. Come back. And they get very impatient with us, though, because we old. No, I'm old. Y'all are young. But either way, We've got to we've got to try to help them to get to a point and stop making people believe that getting and going to get that four year degree or that eight year 
into a doctorate, a master's, and all this kind of stuff. All of that is not made for every soul. It's not made for every soul. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Once we do that, we will be better off ourselves. Instead of telling them, oh, you can't gonna never be nothing, or you can't, you just don't have it. The kid do uh-huh. have something. Somebody That's said right. it online minutes ago that every one of us was given a gift by God, even before That's the right. foundation of the earth, before we were even step one breath on this earth, we were given a gift. We need to find those children's gifts and then let them explore it from there. But we're so busy not and we have to because be willing, or something. And we Go have ahead, to be willing to invest in what will give greater dividends. So often right. we're investing in things like shoes and clothes and earrings Thank in you. the ears and things like yeah. that that don't have, yeah. are going to have a short-term benefit. Uh, we're not um, investing in, in the technology or the tools that will make our kids future money. And so a lot of times we need to be aware of what it is that we're investing in, Audrey, so that our kids will have uh, knowledge that goes beyond just a couple of months. You're absolutely right. And that's what we look at when we talk about living a leg. Living a legacy and leaving a legacy. Uh, it's not about the current and immediate uh, get quick, a rich, fast, or the immediate here, but what's going to, uh, you know, carry you long term, what's going to endure throughout and not only your generation, but the generations to come behind you. So that's that's what we have to really hold up to um, and be committed to, just like you mentioned, and making sure that we we support our young people and uh, encourage them and expose them and um, let them know that they are qualified and capable of doing great things. We come from a royal priesthood, so uh, let's not let our legacy down. We are entitled to being the best that we can be. Yeah, and we got to recognize what cost it is when we lose our kids to an environment that is not going to take them beyond uh, a day or two. You know, you can't just sit back and watch these kids uh, not have the tools that they need. And you have to find a way uh, to get them the tools that they need, regardless of whether or not you are in a position to do it by yourself. So sometimes, Cheryl, you have to go out and ask for help to get your kids the tools that they need to participate. Uh, We know that the upper-level classes require a certain calculator. We know that the upper-level classes uh, require that they have the Internet, but you want to support them in having whatever it is that they need to have to get the experience that they need uh, to do what they're going to do beyond just a day or two. You know, you're absolutely right because I know um, I asked for um, a supply list of one of the, you know, as my son was going to college and getting the things that he needed, you know, and not saying that we always have it, but, I mean, we do, we spend that amount of money, you know, away in some form or fashion 
advice, and you're right. Those calculators are not um, are not cheap. Um, you know, the things that they require of them, and they require so many books that they have to read, um, you know, just the amount of things that they have to have throughout the um, semester is, is quite a bit. So, you know, even if one person can help buy a few things for somebody else, you know, even my mom bought um, a, a elementary school all of their supplies, you know, one um, child, she sponsored one child and bought all of their supplies, and you know, book bag, pack, backpack and everything. So, yeah, we can um, reach out, you know, even if it's only one person, even if it's something to help somebody, but make ourselves available, you know, listen to the things that people are saying that they need because they're really talking. They're talking. Um, we just sometimes overlook those things. And you cannot uh, expect for every family to have the ability to do all they can or have to do for their child. So churches need to step up and intervene in the lives of some of these families and help them obtain the things that they need, Reverend Smith, so that their children can be a more positive force in the community. We need to step up a lot more and stop this denominational foolishness. And whatever and wherever a child comes from, that child has no knowledge or idea about no God bless the denominations. We are trying to get them under the auspice or tutelage of God. And so if we are going to do that, we have to show them that just because you're not Baptist, Methodist, or Pentecostal, or whatever, you're still a child of God, and that we are going to help you as much as we possibly can. Well, you, your parents don't go to my church. Well, you're sick. That's the sickness of the church today. You know, and, and that's something I never even bothered to look at myself. And I used to get all kind of crazy looks when I would bring up this kind of stuff in our um, 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 conferences, how we, we're supposed to be children of God. So why can't we spread this around? Not just to the ones who bring their children to church only so they can receive something, but to everybody, those that are doing really good out there in the community who have graduated or who are trying to graduate or something. Why can't we do something, pick the best out of the best? You know, so it it, 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 it has to start. It has to start. It must start from inside the heart. Must start from inside the heart. Not so you can get a pat on the back or someone can shake your hand or hug your neck so that you you feel good about yourself and feel, feel good that you have done something something for God, because God told us to tell the generation after generation after generation, we ain't told the generation nothing. We haven't told the generation anything at all, nothing. So we're, we're letting our children down in the church, and I, I'm i going to keep fighting it. I don't give a hill of beans. It may I don't care about it being on the news or nowhere else, but I know I make a difference 
when I go to these conferences and stuff by, by raising my voice and, and telling them, hey, you know, this is wrong. What you're doing is definitely wrong. And so we, we need to help all children. All children belong to us. All children. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and give everybody an opportunity to have a final word. Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 
and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Uh, Joyce, what is your final thought for this evening? Uh, well, my final thought is just we just have to go out and make sure that we encourage our young people to let them know that they are special and they can do it. There's no easy way out, and don't be afraid to get out there and, and, and stretch and test the water. You know, failure is, is, is not an excuse. That's a learning experience also. Thank you. All right. Uh, Cheryl, what is your final thought for this evening? Um, very interesting um, conversation this evening. Um, you know, like I always say, you know, we we let our guards down and some things, but really we can always do more. All right. Uh, Audrey, your final thought for this evening? Be one, touch one. Be one that... Young people can look to and depend on and touch one life in a special way. All right. Reverend uh, Smith, your final thought this evening. That God is a rewarder of those who love him. And we can teach these young people to love ye one another and stop hurting each other. As we do That's it Alright Guys we have to be Part of the solution We cannot uh, continue to sit back And just read these different stories And allow them not to uh, To go gain any traction When this young lady won uh, The best um, Boys club and girls club Member for the year She made a statement and she is looking to make the world different. And we all need to be trying to do the same thing. Thank you all so much for your continued support. I look to see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection.
question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver i kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out chumba casino at chumbacasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus